All right, everybody. Welcome to the first episode of the Domestic Boyfriends podcast. My name is Mask, also known as Dean, and here is my co-host, Cytoplastic Rage, also known as Vincent. Hello. Uh, this is the first episode. Uh, take it easy on us. Um, this is a TV show, anime, movie, comics, uh, pretty much our personal likes podcast, uh, where we're going to be talking about different things. We're going to be talking about some news. And for today's episode, our first episode is going to be about the critically acclaimed best movie to release in 2011, the Green Lantern movie starring Hal uh, Jordan, starring Ryan Reynolds. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, this movie, <laughs> this movie, we'll get into it in a little bit, but this movie was not as bad as I remember it being, as everybody uh, claimed it to be. Um. But first, we're going to do a little bit of news, some things that we've picked up uh, in the past while uh, that we think is kind of uh, important and piques our interest. Um, uh, do you want to go f- uh, through your list first? Sure, why not? Uh, first thing that popped in my mind uh, was Bubble. Uh, for those not in the know, Bubble is a new uh, Netflix original anime movie. Um, I know... Uh, that hearing Netflix original and anime go together right now is kind of scary because uh, they've not had a good track record. But this is an actual animated thing, and they've done a good part, a uh, good job for the most part. It's and it's, it's so stacked. It, it's a lot of great names in the industry. Yeah, we have. Uh, and I apologize if I butcher these names. Uh, Tetsuro Araki. Uh, directing the movie who's the guy behind uh attack on titan we have gen urobuchi who's uh writing the script and was the guy who wrote madoka magica the character design is from takeshi obata uh the guy behind death note and then hiroyuki sawano is composing the music for it and he's done music for like every major show under the moon yeah, most notably attack on titan kill a kill the trailers for this like i don't even care if it's 90 minutes of them just flipping around i have no idea what this movie is supposed to be about <laughs> we haven't really gotten details about it just bubbles bubbles and parkour but i'm here for it man <laughs> the soundtrack is banger it'll keep me watching it it just the visuals from the trailer itself just look amazing I'm super it's so pretty yeah that's coming up april 28th i i'm super excited i'm i know that uh i know it's yeah no it's close uh and then it's also gonna be in japanese theaters um at some point and i'm kind of holding out hope that it'll also hit the big screen over here in the u.s yeah because fandango has been doing the ghibli films i in like whenever dragon ball has been getting anything they usually do u.s releases yeah so hopefully it'll get some good uh get good reviews and they can release it over here maybe not even in a dub just sub would be pretty cool yeah no absolutely also coming up in april uh we don't have an exact date for it yet uh but we have the long-awaited season two of rising of the shield hero uh we get to check back in with our boy Naofumi and uh everyone's favorite raftalia and philo uh after three years uh it it's hard to believe that 
No, it's been three years since season one came out. Oh season goodness. one started ja in January oh, of 2019. Okay. Excuse me, audience. I haven't watched your hero. It's on my bucket list. <laughs> but that's yeah. crazy. It's been three years. It's been three whole years, I've man. I've heard people talk about it like in the past couple of years, like it just came out. That's crazy to think about. Yeah, so no. It, it was a pre-COVID anime? It was a pre-COVID anime. It was a, it was a different world back then. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> probably like production stuff that halted season two. There was a lot of delays. There were a lot of delays. But uh, when season two got announced, um, like I, I, I was always expecting a season two to happen. Season one was phenomenal. Sh yeah. Shield Hero, uh, it, it, it does so much right with Isekai, and it still does like the generic stuff. But I did not mind a single bit. Um, the first episode the first episode of season one was just so jarring as well. Cause it was my first time seeing, uh, an episode one that was over 40 minutes long for like any anime. Yeah. Um, but That's exciting. yeah, man, I, I'm really excited for it to happen. Uh, the only other, th uh, major things that I have, uh, Risk of Rain 2 uh, is a video game near and dear to my heart. Um, and the first expansion just came out um, uh, as of this recording today, the 1st of March. Um, and supposedly, I haven't gotten a chance to put any time into the expansion yet, but it's put in a lot of content into the game. Two new characters, tons of new items, new areas, and up until uh, March 8th, uh, the expansion itself is going to be 35% off, so it's only 10 bucks for hours upon hours of content. I, Risk of Rain is something that's also on my list to play, and I, I didn't know that they were getting an expansion. That's, that's news to me, so that excites me. Because yeah, it makes the, the purchase more worthwhile if there's more content coming out. Absolutely. Uh, last thing, and I'm sure you want to talk about it too, Batman. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that at the end. Okay. Of my at the end of what yeah. I have. Yeah. So. Great. You go ahead. Um, I have some smaller things. Uh, apparently, Jared Leto and Andrew Garfield were seen together at the Saga Awards. Paparazzi caught them together. Whether or not they're taking pictures together, because Morbius is coming out. Um, it's up in the air. If it's in the Andrew Garfield movie universe, who knows? Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Pretty amazing thing. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, an amazing actor. Uh, give take away everything that he's done in Doctor Strange. Uh, if you've ever watched Sherlock, uh, he's amazing in it. Um, any of his ah. other movies and films, he's a great actor. So he's definitely well deserved. Um. In other news with Marvel, uh, of course, uh, by the time this has come out, uh, people have probably already heard, the Marvel Netflix shows uh, have moved away and taken off of Netflix, and they are now on Disney+. Plus. Uh, they're getting moved to the 16th. Uh, so they got removed today, and they have 15 days uh, until you can watch them again. Um, next is Moon Knight. Moon Knight had a new poster revealed. Um, pretty exciting. Get to see Mr. Knight, uh, in his costume, more clearer details. Um, Vincent, you're, 
I think we've had conversations before. Are you a fan of Moon Knight? <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Moon Knight. Such a goofy character. I am excited because I, I didn't think M- M- Mr. Knight isn't like new, but he's definitely not like OG Moon Knight like type of vibes. No, no, he's a, it's a Mr. Knight is a much more serious Batman-y feeling version of Moon Knight. Uh, I'm honestly really hoping that this show is going to be really gritty. Uh, and that's what there's what things are looking like right now. Yeah, wasn't it um, Feige or somebody so they're not pulling punches with everything that's coming out? Yeah, no, uh, this this has a lot of potential. At, at first, when I heard Moon Knight was getting a TV show, I was I was excited, but I was also deeply concerned because Moon Knight has always been a very goofy character. He's very obscure. Like I'm pretty sure everybody could like pick out Captain America and uh, Iron Man from a crowd, but if you show them Moon Knight, they might be thinking of some other people. <laughs> what kind of club is he in? Yeah. So I, I'm I'm really excited as a newer Moon Knight fan. Uh, and if you haven't read, uh, we're not uh, today's episode's not going to be too much about comics because I know Vincent uh, doesn't read a lot of modern stuff. Uh, but we mm-hmm. will be talking about some earlier things. Uh, hint, hint. We're talking about Green Lantern today, possible Blackest Night uh, episode. Just saying. But, yes. Uh, the new run of Moon Knight uh, really goes into a lot of his philosophy and things. Moon Knight in the comics. I don't know if you if you know, but Moon Knight, uh, like, was for was like told by Conchu that like he needs to kill Mephisto. Stole a bunch of the Avengers' powers, uh, and ended up using the Phoenix Force to defeat Conchu himself. What gave him? Yeah, I know, comic books, right? (laughs) But it gave him a big inner conflict because, like, it's uh, spoilers for the modern Moon Knight run. Uh, he himself, he's conflicted not with the fact that he's Jewish in his beliefs. But within the fact that he believes in Khonshu, despite all of the manipulation that he has had, not like a Stockholm syndrome type of thing, but the way Interesting. that he talks about it is the fact that Khonshu has been so much of his life. He gave them his life back from dying, like after dying, and Khonshu has consumed so much of his life. Why isn't? Why wouldn't he be loyal? It's all he's known. Like his life is so broken. The only thing he knows is definite is Khonshu. Uh, if, you haven't, if you haven't been reading that run, it's a great run. It's also a great picking up point because they do reference some things, but it's definitely a good uh, way to understand Moon Knight as a character. And he fucking fights vampires and shit. Like, it's awesome. Um, uh, in other news, the Multiverse of Madness Funko Pops have been released. Uh, pretty awesome. They just saw like a white part of the screen just pop up right there. Um, they look pretty awesome. Uh Defender Strange, his girlfriend, and a bunch of other characters uh, getting their own Funko Pops. A lot more than I thought they were going to release, but... Uh, it's a lot of Funkos. Definitely interesting for what's uh, possibly going to be the biggest movie this year for Marvel. Um, depending on what they reveal. Uh, besides that, uh, I put in my notes that Morbius is still getting released in April. Um it's honestly becoming like how New Mutants was. Like, it's just becoming a meme. Like, it's just getting pushed back, pushed back. Um, but with 
Jared Leto and Andrew Garfield being shown together, like I said before, that's possibly some good news. It's not being pushed back anymore. Um, it's getting so close to the date that hopefully we see the full release in full swing. Um, I, I'm so curious to see what universe this ends up popping into. Honestly, I... Uh, just if no if no way home ended differently i would have thought that it was like a conglomerate universe but we know that's not true so yeah spoilers for no way home by the way if you haven't seen it already schlubs um <laughs> some new game get on releases, it some new game releases uh that i have down uh, i just grabbed everything that was coming out in this month uh today shadow warrior 3 came out interesting uh babylon's fall comes out this month gran turismo 7 racing game i assume uh triangle strategy which i think triangle strategy was a nintendo ip if i remember right i think so e3 um the new gta 5 next gen releases is sometime this month uh stranger of paradise ff origins uh i'm guessing this is final fantasy game um i kind of just grabbed some of these the last three are the only ones mm-hmm. i care about uh, Tokyo Ghostwire releases releases at the say, at the end of the month, same day as Kirby Forgotten Land and Tiny Tina's Wonderland. There is a stack day for a bunch of good games. Wait, all three of them release on the same day? Yes. No. <laughs> Not Land. again. Kirby's Forgotten Land is a really interesting game that we saw trailers for. Uh, Tokyo Ghostwire looks like if Doctor Strange was fighting zombies or something like that. And Tiny Tina's Wonderland is going to be awesome. Uh, fans of Borderlands uh, will know the name and will know the DLC expansions. Well, this is the standalone oh. game, so yeah. Um, and last on the news list is Batman releasing in theaters. I think officially Thursday, but I'm going. I'm possibly going to see a screen tomorrow. Vincent, oh, how do you man. feel about what we're going? I'm to so excited. I, I. First off, I I've been big into the idea of Robert Pattinson being Batman. I uh for people who are like iffy on him and worried that uh the guy from Twilight's not gonna do a good job under the cowl, his recent stuff, um and I was skeptical. I, I was skeptical like the first week, and then I watched some of the recent stuff and and the the roles that he's played recently he is definitely able to do the more serious stuff and not just have it only be twilight raining over his head yeah i think that's kind of like how a lot of people are viewing like like certain actors like you like andrew garfield like forever will be spider-man but he's been Mm -hmm. doing some amazing work lately like tick tick boom just to name uh oh my god tick tick boom so good I don't think it's being nominated for anything this year, but it should be. I think it's being nominated for one thing. I I'm not really sure. I think he got nominated for an award or two from it as well. So I feel like Robin Pattinson's getting the short end of the stick just because of the one bad movie he's in. It's like, uh, I, uh, this is going to be so funny when we talk about Green Lantern. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, King Christensen. Like, oh, everybody only remembers him as Anakin. Oh, <laughs> no one knows what else he plays in. Like, what else does I, I can't even think about anything he plays in besides being Anakin. Um, but like his lackluster role in the prequels that people feel. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been looking. I don't know if you've looked at uh any other reviews. Um, 
I've I've only seen really really good reviews. Everyone's saying, "Oh my god, it's it's borderline horror movie." They do not pull punches in it. It is it is a psychological thriller through and through. And then all of the negative reviews I have seen, uh, everyone's like, well, "I took my kids to this." I, I was thinking about taking my kids to this. This is not a kid-friendly movie. Give me Brave and the Bold. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's Batman. And uh, it's it's young Batman, too. Which, if anybody Yeah, it's a year Batman, two Batman. Uh, it's year two? Is that what it's supposed it's to be? year two. Okay, so this is a Batman that's he's super young. Me and my brother were talking about this the other day. How, like... I, he was talking about Alfred's casting, and I was just like, oh, this is so good. And he was just like, it doesn't seem right. I was just like, well, think about it. It's like Alfred that's like 20 years younger. He has spunk. Like, he's, <laughs> he's, he's going to tell Bruce, who's in his 20s, how to live his life, like his father figure and stuff. But no, the trailers the trailers definitely excite me. It's definitely a different tone than I thought it was going to be. Um, I think the Snyderverse definitely has alienated a lot of people just because it's the mm-hmm. most recent things and a lot of people like you either watched the dark knight before man of steel or you didn't so batman versus superman kind of gave you this false figure of how batman is which ben affleck's batman wasn't terrible but definitely could have been a lot better this is going to this is the first time in a long time that i've been excited to watch a dc movie and this is also going to be my first time um since well, I guess Suicide Squad was the last time I saw a DC movie. But before that, I hadn't seen um, another DC movie since probably the previous Suicide Squad. Yeah, and the latest one is what we're going to talk about next. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but yeah, no, super excited for Batman. Uh, if you were paying attention earlier, uh, we're probably going to have uh, next week's episode be Batman. Um, we're both gonna go watch it, uh, so it just fe- feels thematic and correct to talk about Batman during the time that it's hype. Um, yeah, man. So to get into it, we're about eighteen minutes in. I guess we'll dive. We're gonna dive deep into today's episode. And today, literally, literally, like maybe an hour, two hours ago, uh, we rewatched the Green Lantern movie. <clears throat> uh, me and Vincent are it, it, really big fans of Green Lantern, um, uh, and you know we decided uh, it would be very suiting for the first thing that we talk about in a very uncomfortable position. First time doing a podcast uh, is a movie that we both uh, can laugh about. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. <laughs> and yeah, um, I guess we'll just. I guess we'll just start off with the beginning. The beginning, uh, the beginning of Green Lantern. Uh, well, Vincent, what was this? What's this? What's the whole plot of the Green Lantern? Of Green Lantern? Tell me the plot. The plot? Yeah. Uh, the plot is that um, the they shoved so much content. I hadn't until we saw the start of the film. I forgot how much building up to actually giving us like green lantern they need to do to give some kind of like understanding of the character it what the opening itself was a voiceover for about four five minutes straight big lore dump which is probably the best way they could have done it 
Yeah. Honestly, I thought it was funny because like I was looking at the time as we were going. I was just like, they're really cramming everything in the last thirty minutes. Yeah, no. The general plot of this movie is that the Guardians, the people who made the Green Lantern rings and harness the power, the power of willpower, which is the green energy uh, the Lanterns are so known for, they at one point needed more energy or wanted more power. So they started trying to harness the power of yellow uh, fear. One of the Guardians uh, went a little too close to the sun, became infused with the power and became uh, a horrifying immortal being named uh, Parallax, who is sealed away. By the uh, Great Lantern, Abin Sur. Yeah. And he breaks out, surprise, surprise, wreaks havoc, and uh, Hal Jordan a little human on earth ends up receiving a green lantern ring and gets roped into the core and needs to save his planet and everyone in the universe from this horrible monstrosity. That is the nicest way that we could have explained the movie. Because on paper, that sounds really cool. I am very curious to know, um, real quick, two questions. One, on a scale of one to ten, what would you give this movie? After rewatching it, honestly, okay, we're gonna get into critiquing like later, like afterwards, mm-hmm. during it, um, absolutely. But I don't think like they did as best. I feel like they did as best as they could, like plot wise and like moving stuff forward. Like I didn't think it was terrible. It was a lot better than some of the DC stuff released, like story wise. But it's just like the animation and like God, it's it. This movie's known for the terrible CGI, you know. So yeah. You can't get around it, but I feel like if this was remade, even with Ryan Reynolds today, and like take notes of what was bad, this could be like like a nine out of ten movie. Like honestly, I don't think if you take away the bad CGI and everything like that, this movie is. I think this is a good movie. I think I I'd buy tickets to see it if it got redone, like and visually looked better. But the way that it is, I I'd give this like a six out of ten. Maybe a seven if you look past the fact that Kilowog looks like a pit bull. <laughs> he is my sleep paralysis demon. <laughs> it is truly horrifying. I almost threw up a little bit in my mouth when I saw him. I forgot how bad he looked. Yeah, so to go through a little bit, we'll just uh we'll just look through some of our stuff in the notes. Um this movie has an interesting beginning because it's narrated to explain some things that it is explained to people who probably don't know anything about Green Lanterns. Ex- condensing information from like 20 plus years of comics into an actual coherent storyline. Interestingly enough, I looked this up as we were watching this. This story um, takes place, uh, it was released months before the new 52 so Mm -hmm. that means that this story takes all of its notes from everything before it so post-crisis which is interesting Mm -hmm. because the way that they've done a lot of it it could honestly i thought this was going when like when i learned this information i would have thought they would have went for something like akin to like 
not Emerald Knight because that's something that needs to be done like a sequel. Uh, but mm-hmm. I I think that they would have picked on some other things because uh, the New Fifty Two like retcon some things. Not much in Green Lantern, but like story beats. So yeah, I just thought that was I thought that was something super interesting. Um, so yeah, we we open up. Uh, this movie sounds like it's narrated by Ewan McGregor. Like it just sounds like Obi Wan is talking through like the beginning and the end parts. Um, and yeah, it 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 got me feeling like I was watching Star Wars for a second. Like it, we were gonna t- like get talking about like the book of Obi Wan that's gonna come out. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. So like the introduction, uh, and then. He starts to talk about like the lantern cores. He says there's three hundred three thousand six hundred lanterns. That seems very small. Like for like the known universe. Yeah. Uh, no, even and it's like it's one lantern per sector too. Like there's got to be more sectors than just thirty six hundred. I'm pretty sure. Uh, what was it? Three hundred. It's probably uh three hundred three hundred three thousand five hundred and like. 97 because he said four of them died and then how got replaced oh yeah yeah so. it's even smaller, <laughs> even smaller <laughs> um, yeah and parallax man that's that's not parallax that, I, that was that was some of those dreads yeah uh i i will say um i i'm very concerned uh, for the people in this universe, if the mightiest of the lanterns, Abensur, thought that this horrible god um, that has destroyed two planets um, can be sealed away by just a little bit of green and then like four rocks. Oh my gosh. Did you get Rita Repulsa vibes when. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> astronauts going to an abandoned place where a sealed monster is i honestly got throwbacks to the start of the justice league the animated series movie oh, um yeah but uh i was going to say after ten thousand years he is free but um and apparently three three alien souls is enough to be able to give him enough power to break out of his bindings. Yeah, they... I think that's why uh, a Green Lantern wasn't uh, designated to guard the planet. Because <laughs> he easily killed them later on in the movie. That's uh, true. But yeah, Parallax's design is questionable at best. Um, Parallax, like in the comics, looks kind of questionable, but he looks cool. He's like a cool yellow alien looking thing uh like spiny ish um but this this guy looks like this guy looks like an alien from destroy all humans like he looks like a typical alien very angry octopus which given his origins would make a lot of sense um but uh yeah design i give it like a two out of ten yeah i'd agree with that uh something else um throughout this movie like you get these feats of like how powerful green lanterns are and like later on in the movie we get to see how like seemingly warp drive through like a black hole to get to like the other side of the galaxy <laughs> why was Avin Sir on a ship why was he on a well, ship well it's in case his ring finger gets tired <laughs> that is the f- <laughs> I, I don't i never thought about it till now 
but like why was he on a ship in the first place like both in the movie and in the comics like they're green lanterns they they always fly everywhere so parallax was sealed in the lost sector right yeah which isn't which is completely different from where Obinster is supposed to be uh, patrolling. Yeah. But he's there in the ship. So the only th- reason that I can think of is to like save energy. But if he's able to go through black holes, then like surely there's a black hole to get him over there. Um, yeah. But what this this movie does does this thing a lot where um, it likes to teleport the characters around a lot because. Because Parallax comes out of his jail cell and fucking uh, slams Abensur and lethally wounds him. And he, Abensur is like, oh, I know what to do. Set course for Earth. And then he's there in like five seconds. Um, By the way, ship, uh, I said it during the film. It was designed for him to get his ass whooped because he got slammed into the wall, fell through a hole, and then slid down a hallway into an escape pod. Like it was specifically made for him to get attacked in. There's later parts in the movie too that just have characters teleporting around a lot. There's a point uh much later on where Hal is fighting Parallax and they're flying through the asteroid belt, which is over by Jupiter. Um five seconds later, they're at the sun. Yeah, I mean How did you do that? I mean I I'd, I'd say more for like the comics, like it's very feasible because like they're very strong. Like Parallax in this movie, spoilers for Green Lantern by the way. We didn't say this, but why why are you watching this if you haven't watched it? <laughs> um, like Parallax in the comic books, like the emotional entities are something completely different from what they're making them seem like in this. Like Parallax in this movie isn't an emotional entity. It is one of the guardians who is corrupted. Um. So, in the comics, the emotional entities were, like, the first living organisms to experience whatever emotion they represent. So, Parallax, uh, if I remember right, Parallax is, like, I gotta pull it up real quick. I don't know what Parallax looks like. Uh, Parallax... He's, like, a a yellow bug. Yeah, Uh, looks like... Yeah, he looks like... I think he's supposed to be, like, a mantis or something like that, or a grasshopper. So, like, Parallax... Uh, was an organism that first experienced fear. I think Parallax experienced fear of something, uh, but it, it became like a, a godly being. Like that's what the emotional entities are. They're godly beings um, who can inhabit other beings to grant them like their powers, which is kind mm-hmm. of like what we saw in the movie. Not really, uh, but yeah. Also, Aubin serves Boba Fett. It's just a <laughs> like I heard it. I just I just cut. I just uh, finished what the last the not the last episode, but the third to last episode of Book of Boba Fett, and like I just heard his voice. I was just like, oh, I am Boba Fett. <laughs> but yeah, um, this movie, the introduction, it's not. It's been a while since I've read a Hal comic. You know what I mean. Like, it's been a while since I've read a Hal Jordan-centric comic book. Kyle's my favorite Green Lantern, uh, just so you guys know. Second to Guy Gardner, the best Green Lantern. Um, <laughs> He's the best Green Lantern. But this version of Hal, and, like, I, I put it in my notes later, like, it just feels like Ryan Reynolds is just playing himself. Like, they put him into a different type of 
like they put him on different clothes, but it's just Ryan Reynolds. You know, I was thinking about this for a bit after we got done watching it, um, and just poking around, seeing what others thought as well. Um, this movie was supposed to kickstart the uh, DC, um, the DC's version of the MCU. Yeah. Uh, that had been going on for a while now. Uh, what, 2011 was the year that Captain America and the Winter Soldier came out, I think? Yeah. Um, or sometime around there. But it feels kind of like uh, Ryan uh, was doing like a Tony Stark version of Hal Jordan where he was just this pompous asshole the entire way through uh but he like to getting his power we we never saw him like suffer really to like earn this power and earn our respect um so he was just and a lot of other characters uh were the same way everyone was just sort of mean throughout the whole movie cast of this movie like how jordan's mean but like everybody just shits on him the entire movie and not the fact that his dad like died spoilers his dad dies like in the movie and like that's one of his like big only characterizations is that he has a dead father but, like, it's also the most generic him. flashback too <laughs> his dad i don't remember how how jordan's dad died in the comics but i know it was in a plane accident i don't think it was like that though like he knocked out the control tower exploded like that was some and parked the plane a man of steel tornado jonathan kent stuff he parked the plane got out looked at his kid and he exploded like i i don't know about how like he's obviously got or at least this version definitely has something messed up in his head i would never go near a plane again yeah, he. <laughs> yeah, getting into a plane after seeing your father get exploded by one is definitely very questionable. But I don't know this this version of Hal Jordan. I just feel like it. It definitely feels like Ryan Reynolds, but it also feels like how he puts his characterization into like Deadpool, like very cocky, yeah. very not arrogant, but definitely like says what's on his mind type deal like not i i want to say he feels more like deadpool from the wolverine origins movie less deadpool from like the deadpool movie mm, yeah i'd agree with that um but yeah um because like i feel like Hal is more professional like some of the animated movies and stuff like put him off as jokey and stuff which is like how he is um until off coast city dies but that's besides the point um but like I feel like they were taking hints of like other characters, like like a Wally West or like a Green Arrow type deal. Yeah. Um, which are both of his friends, but at the same time, uh, yeah. In the beginning, so a a good part of uh, an actual part of like the plot and like him, like in his job. So so how after witnessing his father get exploded by a plane was like oh, I'm, I'm still gonna fly planes like that's the only thing i'm good at he literally says that in the movie uh for he works for ferris ferris industries or something like that uh yeah and they're doing like a plane test to do like the automatic drone planes and like him and carol ferris his love interest played by his wife ryan Reynolds' wife um blake lively they they get into the planes and like 
I didn't notice it until like halfway through it. it they like have like a c- simulation on the computer. It, it looks like it's they're playing like Galaga or something. <laughs> <laughs> like they don't shoot rockets at each other. It's like I, I don't know, like an infrared detection system. It was being helmed and overseed by Taika Waititi. This, was, this movie made me. It had so many great actors in it, and like it, it makes you do a double take on why this movie did so bad. Yeah do you, do you know what the budget was on this movie? Uh, no. Do you do you know? It was two hundred million. Do you know what it made in the box office? Uh, less than two hundred million. Two hundred and nineteen point nine million. Oh wow, that's it was horribly received. That's that's crazy, and they had like a lot of A list actors, and like Tiger Watiti. Yeah, those nom de loop. Uh, is doing amazing things now, and directing and starring in his own stuff, and is just doing amazing things in Hollywood. Um, but in this, he's resorted to the best friend of Hal Jordan. He's the guy in the chair. He, Every character needs them. He is the guy in the chair. Um, but yeah, after that, um, uh, Hal is taken, literally abducted. Um, <laughs> just walking around. Obinser is dying. Uh, Obinser is dying. The lantern. Uh, as opposed to in the comics when the lantern would just leave a dead corpse and find somebody new in the sector, like he like has enough time to like send the essence out, kidnap somebody, and tell them what to do, very vaguely. Um. Yeah, I didn't. I also if... I knew that Hal Jordan had siblings in the comic books, and like he has a nephew. Um, but that was something mm-hmm. that was very lightly touched upon. Um. It also felt like it was supposed to mean something when he did something for his nephew, but like he was just like, ah, this is my dead dad's plane. We never saw them again past that point. Nope. It's very one-off characters that are like very, Im- that would de- definitely be very important in this character's life. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know. It. They try to like make it a, like an emotional scene with his brother and being like, are, do you want to die like him too? And like he storms off. And that's it. That is literally yeah, he storms off set, and that's where they said rap. They're just like, thanks for coming in. Grab your, grab your sub on the way out. Um, but he gets abducted, um, uses his powers, kind of. We get to see the Guardians. God, the Guardians in this movie. Just... Oh, my God. They, some of them look like handsome Squidward. Um, their, their heads on the back um and then like kind of on the top as well for some of them were were they like almost see-through like they were like uh uh yeah kind of it was every all the cgi every single bit of the cgi is just it okay 90 percent of the cgi is gross the constructs are cool none of the Um, aliens look good i mean sinestro and uh avin Look okay. Robin looks okay. I I think uh, Tomar Ray looked okay, but like Kilowog, we'll get to him. But they they just made everybody as ugly as possible. I for for a movie that's supposed to be a visual spectacle, there's no way that you can make a Green Lantern movie and not have it have CGI. That that's a guarantee. Um, but like the Guardians are just like blue dwarves. 
all they had to do was just the blue dwarves. That's all they were. Yeah. Um, it, I just don't know where the money, the budget went for this movie. Because, like, poking around as well, uh, another really good visual movie came out the same year, a few months earlier, Rango. Um, and that movie's completely in CGI. I think that's one of the greatest looking uh, movies that's been made, uh, especially for like just animated full 3D. Um, and that that movie had a budget of 135 million. Wow. It's almost it, it's so much less, but it did so much better and looks so much better. There's so many things that they could have done practically. I don't know why why his suit wasn't like at least partially practical. Least Even the mask, mask itself I, uh was CGI. It it was very, very questionable. Um uh to jump ahead a little bit, we even see like when he gets it's odd because like when he gets to I I I guess we'll get to it. Uh but uh, we see uh, Dr. Hammond, who is one of the antagonists uh, in the movie. Uh, I call him Mr. Bighead. Um, he has some weird name in the comic books, but uh, Hec- Hector Hammond, I think is his name. Yeah. Hector Hammond. Um, he just has like psychic abilities. He's just He's literally like the thinker for the Hulk, except he just has a big head and he's not green. Yeah, it has nothing to do with Parallax, where he seemingly gets his powers and everything. Um, but he gets hired to dissect Abinsur's body, which at least investigated, um, by Amanda Waller. Man. Out of left field. I, I didn't even, I didn't even know that when I first watched it. I mean, I, I probably didn't think about like the greater DC like universe, but like. The, the leader of the Suicide Squad, or, like, the normal leader of the Suicide Squad. Just odd. Um, played by Angela Bassett. Uh, pretty crazy. Like I said before, like, they have a lot of good actors in this. Just, yeah. Um, something funny. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, while Hammond's dissecting the body is when we, like, start seeing the secondary villain like start to form because he uh touches Avinsur's open wound and then gets like infected by a bit of parallax that was left over in it for some reason mm-hmm. um and that's what gives him his abilities and stuff and starts like letting him uh supposedly read people's thoughts i think it actually is him reading their thoughts but i could never tell if that's just like parallax making him go crazy out of his own personal fears on what other people think of him honestly I think um it can go either way because his actual comic uh his comic origin is really funny because like he just gets his powers uh from a meteorite that came from space and he just yeah. radiate radiation mutation and then he just gains psychic abilities because big brain but I'm confused because why wasn't Hal infected? His fingers were basically inside of that wound as well for Abin. He had his hand on it the ent- like almost the yeah, entire time that they were on. He kept touching it. The fucking freak. Yeah, that scene was so. 
it like again like very right <laughs> don't do that on me as the guy's trying to just die in peace worst handle of death scene i've ever seen <laughs> like it's not like in the original comics it was like hal was crying because like he just met the person but like yeah he just started wiping his blood back onto his dead body it's like ah <laughs> um the oath scene so he takes the lantern back home and like he's told that he has to say an oath but like he doesn't know the oath and like i thought it was very much like how like when spider-man in the first raimi film was like trying to figure out how his webs worked like just started doing random random crap go web go yeah and he was like by the power of grayskull <laughs> it was pretty cool and then he taps it like he makes contact from the ring to the lantern like apparently like psychically knows it we talked about this before the beginning of it but like the ring is a piece of technology. And like Yeah. It's you it's like talking a lot. When whenever you read a Green Lantern comic, or at least modern ones, the ring is always talking, giving updates on like how much power is left inside of it, uh, whether the environment is safe to be able to breathe yeah, it has an, and stuff. It has, each ring has like its own AI. The central power battery is just like a battery. But like each of them are advanced pieces of technology. And, like, they just totally glimpse over this in the movie, like, where it could have been, like, another role. But I feel like now that we bring up the fact that this was coming, this came out in 2011, they probably didn't want to, like, seem like they're copying Jarvis. That's fair. That's fair, but I, f I feel like it, it definitely would have added something to the movie. Like, um, and we'll talk about it later but like the when he's fighting parallax at the end i would have loved to hear um like the voice as, as the battle went further and further just hearing the ring's voice pop up and be like uh 50 35 percent, 20 percent uh battery remaining battery critically low as the fight's nearing its like penultimate moment it would have it would have added more attention to what was just something that you just sort of watched happen. Also, it took away one of the greatest things that like kind of happens in Green Lantern comics. Whenever somebody, whenever a, a ring bearer dies, like the AI announces their name, deceased, searching for a new host, and then one of the coolest things like you see, like especially like they do this a lot. Uh, the the invitation. They're like. Uh, like usually it would be like Hal Jordan of Earth. Uh, you you have you have the ability to overcome great fear. Welcome to the Green Lantern Corps. Like that is a that is something that I feel like if I heard in movie theaters, I would give me chills. Like yeah, it's something very. It's it's a Green Lantern like trope. It's something that always happens. We don't see anything bar the mid credit scene of any like other Lantern Corps. But, like, it's always something cool to see. Like, it literally has happened to, like, random people. Like, in the comics, like, it happened to Batman. Like, he got a yellow he got a yellow lantern ring. Like, Bat like Bruce Wayne of Earth. Uh, you have the ability to instill great fear. Welcome to the... You belong to the Yellow Lantern Corps. Or you belong to the Sinestro Corps. It's something that's taken away from it. And also, I feel like an AI would have definitely washed away some of the introduction to oa 
which I feel like would have been a good thing, like explaining what the core is, how to use the ring, all things that I feel like the AI should tell, like a first time wearer. Tomar Tomar Ray just sort of fills in, yeah, uh, for it and talks to us as he shows off Oa, which is brown. Uh, as opposed to the normal like emerald green like yeah. Wizard of Oz looking place that it normally is. Yeah. So um, we'll to to skip ahead a little bit. Um, Hal goes to a bar, which I think he's a drunk. We 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 say that like in the middle of the the scene happening. Like, he drinks a lot throughout the whole movie. Yeah, we think he's a drunk. Um, which I mean, the way his dad died, I would drink every day too. Yeah. Um, he. He leaves the bar, and we're just flabbergasted at the scene because it looks like he's walking out of a factory, like a half-blown-out factory. <laughs> he walks through, like, it, it, it. it's very clearly a kitchen door because it has a big old porthole. And for, like, bars and restaurants, porthole windows on doors only lead to restaurants so that you can see on the other side and see that you're not going to just smack somebody in the head. <laughs> and then he's just... At a dilapidated building. <laughs> yeah, like, it's just a random, like, it just, it looks like a factory from what we see, and, like, it literally, walls are missing, like, chunks. It's missing a third of the building. Um, and then he gets his ass handed to him. <laughs> it just gets jumped by people. So, so in the beginning of the movie, uh, how like, fails at, like, winning over these corporate executives for his company, and, like, they choose the AI plane over, like, actual pilots. So, like, uh, or what is it? They don't choose the AI plane because of what Hal Jordan did. So yeah, they don't go through with the deal. So people are getting laid off. So the people who are getting laid off jump him as he's going to his car, um, which is insanely hilarious. And we're just like, who the hell are these guys? He's just randomly getting jumped, and they're just like, we, we lost our jobs because you, Jordan. We're like, oh. Yeah, and he doesn't get knocked out. He he, uh, in in all ways that it could have gone, he could have gotten beaten up a lot worse. And then they decide to just walk away, uh, which would be great. Uh, but then Hal is like, "Oh, we're not done yet. Uh, my face can take some more," and grabs a bucket full of nails goes to try to maybe throw the nails at them for some reason and then just probably kills them with unleashing a giant green lantern fist yeah i the guy one of the guys literally went through a brick wall i'm pretty sure if anybody did, yeah. it's definitely <laughs> at the very least irreparable damage yeah these guys are paralyzed <laughs> Um, they so thought they were out of work. They're, mm. they're, they're, mm, they're never going back to work. No. Um, and then after that, some transition scenes later, uh, he gets warped to Oa, and like this harpens back to like what I said. Like, why do they have plane? Why do they? Why do they have ships? When you literally see how Jordan going like m like Mach fifty and literally goes through a black hole. You know how fast you have to go to go through a black hole we don't know because we're assuming that black holes in the real world are just infinite mass so yeah like why a ship but anyway we see him go to oa he's the next scene we see with him is like he's like naked but he has underwear on and like it looks like a typical alien abduction scene 
and seemingly that's how he gets his suit like it's not something that apparently like is a construct itself but like gets grafted onto him or something like that yeah but then it becomes a construct that the ring can make um i don't know if you know this but i actually found out this a couple months ago unrelated to the podcast um that the green lantern suit because it's a construct um apparently the suits in the parts that are green apparently feel insanely hot like like thousands of degrees i think in the comic book where it's referenced um fire one of the justice league members who has the ability to like manipulate fire she touches mm-hmm. it and it's like oh my god like this part of you is like super hot and like she touches the black part and like that is apparently the absence of light so it's insanely cold um, oh so it just sort of evens out uh i i don't i don't know this was the only time it was ever brought up but like huh i can only imagine that if that's how the suit feels like shouldn't his constructs be melting things probably like, like those people I, I i think that guy like who went through the wall like he's just melted yeah if by that logic but anyway um so he he wakes up uh he's greeted by tomar ray and uh he gives him to like the the introduction of oa and everything like that and he also tells him that his mask is for identity protection which makes no sense because later on we see that his identity is very able to be figured out <laughs> i i love when when carol has her scene with him and she's like how and sees through it she she point she pokes fun uh at the idea that just like a little mask can like uh protect somebody's identity uh i i forget exactly what she said but it was something along the lines of what do you think a little piece of fabric above your cheekbones will make it so that i can't tell who my uh who somebody i've known since my childhood is yeah it's it's how does superman get away with just taking off a pair of glasses man now there are some like if you ever see like side by sides of some celebrities with like with makeup or like a change of hairstyle sometimes it's believable but like superman puts on glasses and parts his hair how jordan in this movie literally just puts on a mask there's nothing different so like of course it does of course it looks like him like at least superman attempts it in some type of way um but tomar ray shows him around oa i explained this fact to vincent during the movie um for those who don't know tomar ray is actually krypton's green lantern he monitors uh the sector where krypton uh inhabits um so if you ever wondered why Krypton uh, was never saved by a Green Lantern, there's actually a comic issue, a uh, one-shot comic issue that explains that Tomare did try to save Krypton, but <coughs> excuse me, um, the law of the Guardians in the comic is that if a planet comes to its end through natural means of either the planet or the society, that the Green Lantern Corps cannot help out in any way. So. Instead, Tomare tries to collect as much lead as he can from existing planets and try to, like, fuel the core and stabilize it. But literally, as he steps toward the planet, it just explodes. So, he tries, at least. Uh, just a quick fun fact about Tomare. Um, but on to Oa, it is brown, not green. Like, it's, it looks so generic, too. 
it looks like for those Yu-Gi-Oh players out there, I said it looks like a bunch of clipboards. Like it literally just looks like a bunch of random machinery. Which who lives on Oa? Because like lots of spirals. Like like who lives on Oa? Like Oa, I thought it was meant to just be like the home base for the Green Lanterns. Like, am I supposed to believe that there's like actual inhabitants? <laughs> Apparently. Maybe this is like a weird one where there's more like underling guardians. Yeah, they, they train the young ones. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. And then how uh, after Tomare like shows them. Around. Speaking of training, <laughs> he gets he got the introduction of Kilowog, who I love Kilowog, uh, in the comics, but this movie does not do him justice at all. Um. First of all, he's ugly, like all the other aliens in this movie. Um, he looks like a pit bull mixed with a Rottweiler, um, and kind of shaped like a giant ogre. Um, and even less of a nose. <laughs> yeah, he just, they did my boy dirty. And then after he was training with Hal, uh, Hal fights Sinestro, because um, <clears throat> Sinestro is Avancer's underling, so he says like Hal has a lot of shoes to like a big space for shoes to fill um yeah they have they have interesting altercations you don't really get the vibe with sinestro like if you know who sinestro is you know that he's going to be a villain but you don't really get like too many hard pressing vibes that he's really evil in this movie yeah he just seems sort of dedicated which is good it's very much his character because yeah it, sinestro does evil things in the comic books but like Whenever he dons a green ring again, he's very much like clear headed. Yes. Uh, he's definitely, uh, he's definitely for his morals and his ideals, whether he has to like do terrible things uh, in exchange. Um, later on, we, like a couple scenes later, we see that Hammond uh, is apparently like a college professor, or, like a, some sort of teacher, and like starts to hear voices from Parallax whether it be his psychic abilities or like hearing like Parallax is just like talking to him uh, mm -hmm. he uses his ability to throw a kid across the room <laughs> you called me a loser <laughs> the most childish thing he could do and then he just runs away yeah, yeah class dismissed and then he runs out of <laughs> Not a good person. Um, but he, he raised a creep. I, I thought Hector was really creepy in this movie. Um, just the way that he like obsessed over Carol, um, definitely makes you not like him. Yeah, tons of like newspaper newspaper clippings. Not even like pictures like of them together. It's just very very distanced. Ooh. Yeah, like very. It, it makes you cringe sometimes. No, um, it's not good. Then we get the the bar, uh, not the bar, it's the, the party, dinner. The party. Yeah, the party. Um, where Hector is still a creep. Um, and the the oh. party, um, the party is because the deal, even after Hal's befuddling with it, uh, Carol managed to still seal it, and they fixed the problems with the robots that Hal showed off, even though the problems weren't really going to exist. Um, and 
we have a re- another really gross scene with Hector. Every time he's on screen, it's just gross. He sees uh he sees Carol after uh they have a big speech, walks up to her, steals a guy's champagne. Who's standing right next and- to him? <laughs> standing right next to him, just grabs it from his hand, gives it to Carol. He's like, cheers. And they go in for a hug, and he just sniffs, takes a full whiff of her hair. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure she, like, notices it and, like, quietly, like, tries to act it out where she, where she plays it off. Oh my god, man. I don't, I think Hector is supposed to be, like, they're supposed to be, like, a trail of friends growing up. I think so. I That's sort of the gist that I got. Yeah, and, like, he's, like, the creepy third wheel. I don't know, it's weird. Yeah. But uh, he uses psychic abilities with his, I think it's his dad. His dad's the senator? Yeah, his dad's the senator. His dad hops in a helicopter to leave, uh, which also, when it's taking off, it is just hovering probably like 10, 15 feet above people. And there is no wind. There is no wind. Um, And... Hector uses his psychic powers. He gets mad and scowls really hard, which causes a um, beer spigot to break off and go flying into the back fan and send the helicopter spinning. And everyone just stands there staring at it like an idiot. Everyone does. No sense of danger. They're just like, ah, it's fine. That, I'm convinced uh, they didn't show anyone dying, but uh, I. If you see this crash, because the plane, because the, the helicopter does like fall down, go and go through like a big jumbotron, and then just go flying across the middle of the party, and since nobody had run away until this moment, there's definitely some people that got crushed by that thing. Yeah, there are definitely some dead people after that. Um, and then we see our hero Hal Jordan mask up. Uh, and save the day turns the freaking airplane into a uh, the helicopter into a matchbox car and like takes it on a hot wheels racetrack and see that's where the movie starts really shining for me in the in the moments where the constructs are on the screen and it shows actual ingenuity for the green lantern i really like those moments They all get their, like, Superman's super strong, nearly invincible. Wonder Woman's, like, kind of that, but a little less. And she's a, a woman, so representation. Uh, and then Batman's this rich boy who has, like, family issues. Like, every Lantern has definitely been unique. Like, you... The way that you use the Lantern is, like, your mind, right? So, like, ha- like different versions of the green lantern have used it in very different ways like john stewart uh is ex-military so he uses a lot of firearms and a lot of military related uh weapons and machinery in his constructs um guy gardner is just like a dude from new york so like he uses like baseball bats and like boxing gloves and like other things like that something that he would know himself mm-hmm. people like like kyle Kyle's my favorite because he's an artist and like he literally takes creativity to the next level using the Green Lantern. Like he makes mechs, like 
takes these intricate ideas and puts them into life with the Green Lantern Ring. Um, and you see different hints about like Hal's personality and different things that we've seen throughout the movie in his constructs. And I think it's really cool. Yeah, his well-rounded entrance of mat uh, interests of matchbox cars, uh, old airplane machinery, and then like World War II anti-air infantry. Yeah, good old. <laughs> um, and then after that, uh, after that, it's it's a little foggy for me, but I think uh, it starts to mutate into like yes. a creepier version and Amanda Waller brings him in uh, and then sh- his dad's like we're gonna cure you and he's like I don't want cured this is the best <laughs> coach ever dad uh, kills his father slams Amanda Waller into a glass plane uh, a glass pane uh, she's seemingly dead uh, father is roasty toasty in an oven uh, which why do they have giant flamethrowers in the science lab <laughs> I don't know. I think they were actually like broken pipes. And then they just like psychically made them psychically hit maybe. I, just, like, I don't know. Um, but uh, how comes in saves the day? Uh, I think Amanda Waller's alive because he like makes her body move away with like a flowing uh construct of water, which was really cool to see. It was um, very cool. After that, he fights him the first time, uh, and then after that, he fights him for a second time because he abducts Carol. Yes. Um, and then. And he has Carol sus. Uh, Hector has Carol suspended, uh, in the air with a needle filled with presumably his now yellow blood. Uh, just inches away from her neck, ready to inject her and transform her into whatever horrifying abomination uh, like him. Motherfucker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mega mind. Yeah, and um, he ends up. I don't even think he ends up beating him. He like goes for the pa- power play, and then sin- uh, not Sinestro Parallax comes and like eats Hector alive, and like reabsorbs himself into him. Hector just Hector got like the shortest end of the stick the entire movie. Nobody liked him the entire way through, albeit he was a creep. Uh, but like he he was a creep who all of a sudden started getting some power uh for the first time in, in his life. And um even with the power, he wasn't good enough to do anything, and then got his soul ripped out of his body and was reduced to a skeleton scenes are the most graphic thing in this movie and it's <laughs> earlier we didn't talk about it earlier in the movie um oh, sinestro God. talked to the guardians and was like i need to assemble a team to go beat uh this giant demigod or full god whatever uh and they're like okay keep in mind uh that they have over 3000 green lanterns this invulnerable deity they send 12 people 12 to go nice, beat it because he said i need seven of our greatest men oh, <laughs> probably <including> him. <laughs> and like 
what over half of them die i think all of them die except him <laughs> yeah oh. like they do some really close things with the constructs like they fire off needles and a fucking net around him, <gasps> uh, which is really visually appealing but then parallax just eats them all yeah <clears throat> um but after parallax eats hector uh how like fights him for a little bit and then Parallax is just like you're too weak you have fear in you I can smell it I can taste it um, and then for some reason uh, has this little powwow with Carol and Taiga Watiti's character uh, and it's just like I can't beat him they're like yes you can he's just like yes I can and then goes <laughs> back to Oa for some reason <laughs> to get information that he can do this from the Guardians even though he like pretty much got kicked out because he wasn't good enough yeah, um, and we see the end of like a side plot that's been going on through the movie where Sinestra has been convincing the Guardians to re-harness the uh, power of yellow and forge a ring for him to use to beat Parallax with. Which he actually does create that we see in the movie, uh, but it's showed when Hal Jordan comes back and he's just like, I can defeat Parallax by myself. And they're just like, go ahead. <laughs> I can beat him by myself. I just need your help. And okay. No help. And no help. He gets he gets um assisted by three other Green Lanterns who show up after the fight is over. Yeah, it's it's literally him going there and being like, We need to beat Parallax, and they're just like, We're not gonna sacrifice people, and then he's just like, Well, I'm gonna do it by myself, and they're just like, Okay. Just like, Good talk. <laughs> Glad I came here. Uh, which the parallax, all, all all of this that we're talking about with like the parallax stuff and Hector, this takes place in like the last thirty minutes of the movie. This is like an hour, like a two-hour movie, like yeah. really crammed. Um, but he fights parallax. Um, real awesome scene towards the end. Um, yeah, puts him into the sun. Uh, really awesome. Um. He uses, like, the fighter jets to, like, hold him back because Kilowog makes it a point during training that, like, he uses, like, a construct sun, which has, like, insane gravitational forces. Uh, so he, like, puts them towards the sun. And not just does it burn him, it sucks him in. Uh, pretty awesome, but he does, like, run out of juice or just falls out of consciousness. And then the three other lanterns that we know about that were name-dropped uh, come and save him. And then they have a nice little victory party and congratulate Hal, who's a proper Green Lantern now, back on Oa. Oh my gosh. And then we didn't talk about this earlier, but. Oh! Hal, Hal first gets recruited. Hal, like, he's in the middle of, like, the speech and, like, Sinestro's talking about Parallax post talking to <laughs> the Guardians about, like, Parallax and killing everybody, like, killing, like, soldiers and him needing people to go fight him. So like the beam <laughs> he talks to he talks to like the entire core seemingly because three thousand six hundred of them and like has like a rallying cry with them and like throws shade at Hal and saying like Abin Sir died he could never be replaced and then everybody just looks over at Hal um the new guy getting hazed and then like whenever they cheer like the core like longing of the core they fire like their beams into the air which if you know how light travels through space that just it, until it gets reflected off of a surface, it just keeps going. So <laughs> they shot a basically a Death Star beam twice throughout the movie. Yeah, the first time in the beginning of the movie, and the second time when Hal becomes a mem official member, they just 
uh, some planets are just dead. Um, <laughs> which that's that's the end of the actual movie. Um, like I said before, not terrible. I don't think that it was a really bad movie. It's just has very questionable parts to it that, when put together, do degrade what it is. Um, yeah. Carol and uh, Hal have a great little scene together at the end of the movie where Hal's wearing the Green Lantern uniform um, and she and Carol's like, can you take the mask off? And he like it just disappears from his face. And she says a great quote, which I think just sort of sums up my feelings on the whole movie, which is, wow, I am never getting used to that. Uh, Sinestro was in the comic books originally a, yellow, a Green Lantern uh, turned Yellow Lantern when he defied the Guardians and wanted to do his own thing and made his own core. Uh, the Yellow Lantern Corps isn't actually called the Yellow Lantern Corps, it's called the Sinestro Corps because he in fact, uh, I don't think he's conceited uh, but it's very much all about him I guess in a way. Yeah. But yeah, that movie it definitely it was definitely a movie. It, I feel like if it was that was like the start of the DCU, it would definitely be interesting to see where else they, if they made like the same tonal shortcomings in the next movies. Like if maybe they made a Batman movie in this tone, if they didn't use the Dark Knight, uh, a Superman movie in like a similar format type thing. Yeah, but I I'm cool. I'm glad that people I well I can't really speak to too many like modern DC movies. I know it's not the case with the Shazam, but I'm just glad that people aren't that mean because people they were just really mean in this movie. I, I know I keep saying it, but they really were. Hal's whole introduction, we we like sort of talked about it. Uh, his quote unquote training with Kilowog was him getting beaten the crap out of and almost thrown into a sun for five minutes straight. And then Sinestra comes in and he's like, hey, hey, Kilowog, hold up. My turn. And then he starts beating him up. <laughs> he kind of he gets assaulted not just physically but verbally. In the beginning when like they're doing like the flight course and everything like that, they're just like, Man, you sure aren't your father. And they're just like, oh my god, you really messed up, Hal, and like just verbally assaulting him and being like, good thing you can fly because you don't have brains. <laughs> and like, it just keeps going. Like, even like Taiga Watiti's character doesn't pull his punches, and like, it's just like a verbal abuse, like throughout the entire thing. And like, this poor guy, he probably, he definitely, like, from what we've seen, hasn't recovered from the fact that his dad died when he was a kid from the thing that he loves to do. Um, I. It's crazy. And then the Green Lantern Corps is just, like, just staring at him, just like stupid human. I have a feeling he probably would have still signed up for it, even if he had read the script. But apparently, Ryan Reynolds had agreed to play the role of Hal Jordan without a script even having been written. Or at the very least, he hadn't read or seen a script. Um, and it wasn't until like within the past like year or so that he had actually watched the movie. I think it's because everybody told him it was bad. 
yeah, no, he just didn't. He he did his best to stay as far away from that movie as possible. One of the reasons why I like the one of the end scenes uh, or post credit scenes from Deadpool 2, where he goes back in time and just murders him before the script goes out. Yeah, I definitely this definitely doesn't this movie definitely doesn't do Ryan Reynolds justice, but like it definitely is. Uh, he definitely does uh, as best as he can. And I definitely don't. I think everyone did. I definitely don't hate the, this version of Hal Jordan, but it's definitely not like my favorite comic book to movie like adaptations. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this movie. Uh, what do you what do you rate it out of 10? <gasps> Three. I, I really didn't like it. There was a point where I was like almost nodding off because I was just sort of bored. I thought it was really generic. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's definitely definitely I just definitely thought there was something interesting that um we both could relate to uh for the first episode. Um Absolutely animation film fans and it being the only Green Lantern film that we could <sighs> Green Lantern Corps, man. Fingers crossed that HBO does good with it. Yeah, I definitely think uh, it would definitely be better than this. Uh, yeah. As long as they don't focus on certain things. Um, I really wouldn't be mad if Ryan Reynolds just came back. I think he definitely looks like Hal Jordan. I feel like he'd play a good Hal Jordan. It's just... I think so, too. Everything about everything else about the movie is just bad. I... it This movie makes me so sad uh another thing with it was that um there was another bit of media that was released alongside of it uh to sort of just hop on the hype train and hopefully it was going to succeed hopefully the movie was going to succeed so that um the side project that they released was also going to succeed uh the green lantern the animated series from bruce tim was released alongside it and it was so good like it was really really good that i feel like if they just transitioned that one-to-one to live action it would be amazing absolutely um but yeah um i i have nothing else to say on the topic of the movie uh yeah do you have anything i've got nothing i think this might be it I totally skipped over this in the news. No one's going to pay attention to this part. Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, this is so funny. Uh, Funimation uh, Funimation got bought up by Crunchyroll uh, not too long ago. Oh, yeah. And uh, Funimation's anime library uh, today, actually, at the time of the recording, uh, has all transitioned over to Crunchyroll. I think the entire thing, maybe not, only a couple things. It was a long list, though. Um, a lot of dubbed anime and some sub and dub was transitioned. That's great. Over. Um, finally, I can watch Psychopaths. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, the new Pokemon games were announced recently. I think it was yesterday or the day before. Oh yeah, Violet and Scarlet. Have you seen anything of the starters? I did. I I saw the starters. Uh, I'm I'm interested in the duck. The duck looks very cute. I'm always interested in the water, but I end up getting a fire. Um, yeah the fire i've seen too many memes already that the fire starter looks like um the uh looks like the red uh red guy from among us 
Uh, I, I love Among Us memes. They're great. It's funny. Uh, it let him live for at least 24 hours, please. I found it on my Twitter. I'm gonna put it at the end of the video. Uh, but it's him with like a backwards hat and like a pair of Nikes on. He just because like the, the little hair looks like it'll fit through like the back of a baseball cap. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, but, but um, yeah, new Pokemon games releasing uh sometime this year next year i don't don't think we got a release date um new uh pokemon scarlet and violet based on spain seemingly uh the designs look okay um we'll probably talk about this more in a different episode the more uh, news we get released on it absolutely <clears throat> fingers um, crossed that it has like the whole rcs uh just throwing pokeballs at things i still haven't picked up rcs Seemingly from what we've seen, it does seem open world like Arceus is. Yeah, man. Uh, with catchy mechanics. Um, but uh, uh, this is this is the end of the show. Uh, next week episode, uh, we are going to be talking about the new Batman movie. Um, fingers crossed that that doesn't flop. I I don't feel like it's gonna flop. We've only heard good things about it. Um, oh, I'm um, so excited. Super excited for that. Um. Stay tuned for that. Uh, first episode uh, release time uh, is going to be a little iffy. Um, the way that we're going to probably do these is every Wednesday, um, if we can. If not, twice a month, depending on how everything goes. But Wednesday is going to be the upload day that we do these. Uh, we record these Tuesday night. Um, and, yeah, um links to everything going to be in the description and in the youtube bio i am at lying underscore mask on twitter i am at vincent barlow eight on twitter and you can look us up on the domestic boyfriends uh twitter account domestic bf podcast um for any updates that we have and any of our social media shenanigans that we are going to be doing any other side projects and medias will be on all of our social media. More to come, possibly on Spotify, depending. Um, possible other things, depending on how this all goes. But thank you so much for listening, guys. Um, stay tuned for more. And uh, the logo and banner should be up by the time I upload this. Um, but if they are not, credits will be in the description. So thanks for listening, everybody. See ya.